message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Operating your faith in God. The key to living in the supernatural is by operating your faith in God. When you have faith in God, the abilities of God are released unto you and you are able to live above all, just as God is above all. If you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, you can live in a community infested with the coronavirus and yet it will not come near you. If you can believe, even when the virus touches your body, it will die off. If you can believe, all things are possible. Beloved, I am not in any way saying or belittling the measures that have been put down by the WHO, by the health ministries, by personalities that are helping to contain the spread of the pandemic. No. Everything that has been said, every instruction that has been rolled out, we must adhere to them. What I am saying now is that beyond this, beyond this, we have to touch the supernatural in order to be free. When we look at the passage we read in Mark chapter 9, a child was afflicted. He was deaf, he was dumb, and then he had the epileptic spirit. Now the Bible tells us that this man took the child to the disciples. And I'm sure the disciples did everything that they knew to. They must have prayed. They must have instructed the father of the child, do this, do this, do that. But above all of them, when Jesus came, he looked at the spiritual dimension. Jesus Christ came and he cast out the spirit that was in the boy. Yes, there was the external manifestation of deafness, of dumbness, of epilepsy. Yet, behind all of these, Jesus saw a tormenting spirit and he cast out that spirit and the boy became free. Brethren, what I am saying to you is that the coronavirus has a spirit in it, a spirit that will respond only to the higher forces of the Spirit of God. Yes, the boy in Mark chapter 9 was deaf, couldn't hear, was dumb, couldn't speak, had epilepsy, and he had the seizures every now and then. We are told that the seizures 
took this boy into the fire, took this boy into water. I want to believe that the father of this child must have done everything he knew to protect the life of this boy and then to see him delivered of this beastly disease. And when every other thing failed, he brought the child to the disciples. He brought the child first to Jesus. But because Jesus was not there, the disciples attended to him. And how Jesus attended to this boy is very interesting. There were physical manifestations of a disease in the boy. There were physical manifestations of the disease in the boy. He had epileptic seizures. He was deaf. He was dumb. And yet, in all of these things, Jesus Christ saw a spirit. And he dealt with the spirit effectively. I am not in no, any way saying that our scientists are not working. They are doing the very best that they can, sacrificing their lives, being on the front line, our healthcare people, doing everything to ensure that this pandemic is contained. But one thing I know that the pandemic has a spirit behind it. And if brethren, by their faith, will rise, unite, deal with that spirit of the virus, we will be saved and we will be free from this pandemic. I stand here and I declare, well done to all that are fighting this virus. But much more, let the believers rise and through our faith deal with this issue once and for all. The supernatural is a product of faith, beloved. Miracles don't happen by accident, accident in quote, or by chance. No, miracles are the deliberate acts of God that are provoked by the desperate faith of men. Miracles are the deliberate acts of God provoked by the desperate faith of the believers. Now that there is a provocation, let the faith of the brethren arise. And that is why I am in your home today. Together with me, let us stand and put out our faith and speak to this deadly disease. Enough is enough. You cannot torment us anymore. We as believers will not sit and watch you grind the economies of this world to an end. We will not sit to watch you render people jobless. We will not sit watching you separating communities, families, brethren. We stand by the authority of the word of God. 
by what Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. If only you believe, all things are possible. And together we declare the coronavirus spirit be cast out of our midst and be gone into the lake of fire where you belong. Let us look at Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Let us see the supernatural at work. Mark chapter 16, 17, verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And the scripture says, And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs, these supernatural acts, these wonders of life, will follow those who believe. I am trusting and I'm counting on you listening to me now what to be one of those who believe. And together as we stand, we will bring the sign of the disappearance of the coronavirus from our midst. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18. Look at the list of things that will happen if only will believe. In the name of Jesus Christ, demons will be cast out. Just as we have commanded the coronavirus to stop in its track and retract, go back to where it came from. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, deadly things. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. I want you to see the severity of these two verses. Mankind being attacked by issues that are deadly. And yet God steps in and says, you can overcome. No matter how deadly the coronavirus is, we overcome the effects of that virus in the lives of people living on the surface of the earth now. And we declare them safe. We declare them living above the deadly effects of that disease. Beloved, this is the supernatural in operation. <clears throat> this is the supernatural in operation. But I want you to notice something. As far as God is concerned, events of the supernatural do not depend on him. The supernatural is initiated by man through his faith. The occurrence of the supernatural 
does not depend on God. The supernatural is provoked by the desperate faith of men. And a very appropriate scripture to give meaning to what I have just said is found in the book of Exodus and chapter 4, verse 17. Exodus chapter 4, verse 17. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. Exodus chapter 4, verse 17. And you, not God, shall take this rod in your hand, not in the hand of God, with which you, not God, shall do. So the performance of the miraculous rests with the believer. God empowers, yes, but man enacts. God empowers, yes, but man enacts. The verse in Exodus chapter 4, verse 17, God dealt privately with Moses when Moses encountered the presence of God in the burning bush. God instructed him that I want you to go bring my children of Israel out of bondage and slavery. But Moses had doubts in himself. Moses didn't see himself equipped enough, didn't see himself qualified to undertake that kind of assignment. And so he engaged in talks with God. At a point, God said, Moses, what is it that you have in your hands? And Moses said, it is a rod, my shepherd's rod. Then God said, cast that rod down, and he cast it down, and it became a serpent. <laughs> and Moses nearly ran away from his own rod. God said, be, be courageous, be bold. Hold the snake by the tail, pick it up. And he picked it up, and he became a rod again. God was revealing to Moses the power and the potential in what he saw as the shepherd's rod. It carried the miraculous power and presence of God. And this was the dealing between God and Moses alone. At the time that Moses entered the palace of the Pharaoh, God wasn't there physically. God had dealt with Moses. Moses had grown to have faith in his God and in the ability of the rod turning into a snake. And so when Moses appeared before the Pharaoh, he dropped down the stick and he became a snake. People, if Moses had not dropped that stick, the children of Israel would still be in captivity. God empowers the believer, but the believer has to enact. The believer has to act 
Exodus 4.17, with which you shall do the signs. With which you shall do the signs. With which you shall do the signs. So as Moses left the presence of God, he was equipped with the rod in his hand. Of course, it was the rod that had been in his hand all along. But this time he had a different perspective to this rod. It is the sign of the presence of God. It is the power of God. It tells me that God is with me wherever I go to. And so armed with that rod, he marched to the palace. Armed with that rod. Do we still have the rod in our lives as believers today? What is the rod for us? For the believer today, what must he hold on to? And I want to let you know, beloved, looking at the prophecies that are in scriptures, the rod in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 17 refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you one scripture that will make it very clear. The rod in Exodus chapter 4 verse 17 is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now quickly turn with me, open your Bible and follow me as we read Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. Let's look at the two verses. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. There shall come forth a rod. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A rod. Verse 2 describes the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the attributes that are found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, when you read the Gospel of St. John and chapter 1, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. That is how Jesus Christ is described in the Gospel of St. John. As the word. So what is the rod in the hands of the believer this day? Just as Moses took the physical wooden rod. Today as a believer. When you place the word of God, when you place the scripture on your lips, you also will be able to do the signs. Just as the rod was unto Moses, 
So is the word of God unto the believer of today. I want you to have that understanding. And as we close this message, I want you to take the rod, which is the word of God, on your lips. And let us begin to command the signs. God has given us opportunity in times like this for us to practically demonstrate the power of the word in our lives. And I want you to follow me as we do this demonstration together. The working of the signs and of the wonders are in the making. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, we are told, By faith, the elders obtained a good report. This is the time of the writing of the report. Now that we are surrounded by this deadly disease, it is the opportune time for us to stand and declare by the words of our lips how different we are. And when everything is over, you and I will be counted amongst those that had a good report. Now, in Psalm 91, let us begin to make declarations as we bring this message to an end. Psalm 91 and verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to personalize this and I want you to begin to release it into the atmosphere by faith. That is it. That is the doing of the signs. Take the word, which is the rod, put it on your lips and release and you will be doing the signs. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. So what do you say in verse 1? I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide. I shall abide. I shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I want you to to give you this few seconds to say it after me. Say it, because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Say it, because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Say it one more time. Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When we are done with this message, I want you to go back to these confessions. And say them 10 times. Say them 20 times. Say them 50 times. Say them 100 times. Say them until it enters you and becomes a part of you. That you wake up and say to yourself, because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Number two, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress. My God, in you I will trust. You see, make these confessions. Make these confessions. That is how to build your faith. That is how to stand by faith. That is how to walk by faith. 
for we walk by faith and not by sight. I will say of my God, you are my refuge and my fortress. My God, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will do whatever I have been asked to do physically, socially. I will, but my trust is in you, oh my God. Because you are my refuge and my fortress. Number three, surely, my God, you will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the dangerous, perilous pestilence. What an appropriate verse for times like this. Surely, you will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. And I want the father of every home, now put your hands upon your children and speak into them. Surely, the Lord our God will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from that perilous, dangerous pestilence. As you do that, you are doing the signs and a good testimony will be read unto you very soon. Finally, verse 7 of Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Personalize it. Surely, a thousand may fall at my side. 10,000 may fall at my right hand. But for me and my household, it shall not come near us. Praise the Lord. Beloved, this is the word of the Lord unto you this day. And I leave with you this assignment for you to take the word on your lips and begin to do the signs. And there is coming a time you will be counted among those that stood upon the promises of the word of God and overcame. You are an overcomer. The Lord bless you and the Lord prosper you. The Lord increase you and the Lord brings you life that is found in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Ajuman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.